to a fantastic conversation with Nimue from Femme Fatale Tarot. This is not how I expected to be recording the intro. I was really tired last night, so I said to myself, I need to do it in the morning. It'll come out better. Uh, I just found out about the teenage girl, Micaiah, who was <sighs> shot dead yesterday, minutes after the verdict was read for Derek Chauvin. So in this podcast conversation that you're going to hear, we are very optimistic about a shift in justice and we're not aware at the time that this was also happening that this tragedy had just unfolded this murder I don't even know what to say you don't need my tears that's not what's going to help. Action is what helps. And I know a lot of us are trying. And we're going to keep trying. <clears throat> and as I saw in the post where I found out about this today from Justice for Black Girls, we're not going to focus on the trauma and the details of what happened. We're going to focus on her light that this beautiful girl is gone and that we will keep fighting for her. <sighs> Nimue has been so committed this last year through her card reading and channeling and Patreon and all of the things she does to helping the bail project and Black Lives Matter and whatever she can do to make a difference with BIPOC.
So please know that <clears throat> she and I continue to do that and lots of us are and we'll keep speaking out. We'll keep pushing for change and for justice. The way we are policing is wrong. And I understand that that is hard for some who are not in the communities where this is happening to see it. And this is not also to say that every single cop is a horrible person, but the way they're being asked to do their job and the way they are required to act in society is not helping. It's harming. It's killing. And I can't imagine that they feel good about that either or that they want to do their job that way. Maybe some of them do, but we need to fix this. When people say abolish the police, they're not talking about getting rid of protecting people from actual criminals. They're not talking about... They're talking about situations like this where some teenage girls are fighting, might have knives, that's all they heard, and their instant response, rather than realizing that there are these large men who could just separate them, uh, their first action is to shoot. I understand that they put their lives on the line and that that's where they're coming from. But there has never been a time in history where a group of teenagers, unless it's a legitimate, like, you know, armed, violent confrontation, and by armed, I mean guns, there has never been a time when breaking up a brawl between some teenage girls required shooting at them. I just... Yeah. Really speechless. Um, this really is a very great discussion. I strongly encourage you to check out the book if you're a white person. Me and White Supremacy that Nimue talks about, one of the ways in which we heal this is for all of us, even those who are convinced we don't have a racist bone in our bodies, to examine how white supremacy in the history of our country has made us complicit, has made us blind, and has benefited us and also harmed us. Uh, I went into a lot of my own personal feelings about that with the Call Me Karen podcast. The entire reason I started that podcast was because of George Floyd's murder and feeling like this white lady could not be silent anymore. And I had to be a voice of caring, a voice of frankly just giving a shit. 
and admitting the ways in which I was conditioned growing up to be a racist, even though I wasn't acting and displaying that in society. It was still in there. It still kept me under control. It still kept me from acting in a way that made life better for others. <sighs> made life safer for others and fairer for others. <clears throat> and I would say people that are different from me and you people <sighs> by POC are different than me because they've had to live with this fear and this threat their whole lives. But in reality, we're all just humans. We're all light having this human experience. And so none of us are different than each other. And all of us have probably been by POC at some point in our incarnations. So even if it's as small an action as Sending letters to your representatives, doing all of those kinds of things online that are so easy and available. Do something. Just do something. Talk about it to your white friends. Do what you can because we can't do nothing. We absolutely can't do nothing. I usually shield myself from all the footage and uh, news stories and whatnot, I read about them because my psyche just can't take that much violence. But I felt like it was necessary for me to understand what happened and to see what happened. And I think it might be necessary for you also. But once you've done that, go look on my Instagram and find this little girl's TikTok and go watch this beautiful light that was turned off yesterday in the midst of our optimism. Whew. Everything happening all at once is pretty intense right now, so... Do not lose hope because there is hope. There is a lot of hope, but unfortunately, it seems like uh, as one thing shifts, another does as well. And we are in this moment of paradox of joy and pain at the same time. I mean, that's really what the human existence is, right? to some degree, or it has been, but we can certainly change the game and jump this timeline to a place where teenagers aren't shot because they're having a fight. Ay, ay, ay. I love my friend Nimue so much, and I'm really glad that we had this conversation. And I am so sorry to everyone hurting, because 
at a moment of tiny triumph and justice, it was immediately erased by more senseless death <clears throat> and injustice. Hopefully some of the positivity in this conversation and some of the things we talk about lifts you up a little bit. I love you all. Thank you for listening. And I will put some things in show notes that you can do to help take action. And I will put Micaiah's TikTok so you can go see the sweet girl. Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can. Oh my gosh. That was almost a panic attack and it didn't turn <laughs> into one. So yay. Well, don't do that. It's so funny because I realized, okay, we just had that geomagnetic solar storm thing. And for my um, Xanadu collective, my uh, galactic groovers, I am here with my very beloved friend Nimway from Femme Fatale Tarot, who has so many talents we're going to talk about, but we're recording this on 4 2021 and the um, Derek Chauvin verdict came out not too long ago. And so there's just a lot of, you know, kinetic energy out up there, I think. <laughs> oh my God. It's in, okay. I've been, I woke up and hit the ground running and I have not stopped since then. And it's just been, it's not like bad or even stressful. It, there's just mm -hmm. so much happening right now. Mm -hmm. it's amazing like I so I had a reading actually I had a client when the verdict dropped and um <clears throat> I think it was at 2 11 p.m pacific time uh I I knocked over like as this I was doing this reading all this stuff in my room just started falling like I accidentally don't even know how I knocked over a, a liquid my ring light fell over things behind me were falling and I was like okay I'm pretty sure that was the verdict <laughs> I don't I didn't know what it was still so I was really on edge and I think my my client actually went back and looked up the record and was like yep that was like exactly when they they made the announcement um so there wow. was just a huge collective release of whatever we've been holding on to yeah it's like we've all been holding our breath and hoping and you know and and attracting in justice for once mm -hmm. you know finally in some sort of a, a way and I think I mean I know this is just one unfortunately of many uh wrongdoings and attacks and murders that have happened um over the years in our country but it's like this was such a huge huge verdict to get because it helps I really feel like this is a timeline jump like this is a marker um, because it has the potential to uh, you know it's released a different kind of justice it's it's like a wave of justice coming through that is going to um, start to reshape things and make them more fair and just for everyone and not just who has been holding the cards, I think. Are you there? Uh-oh. I cannot hear you. Are we, are we there? Can you hear yep, me now? we're there. Yeah, yeah. Oh. What happened? 
my iPad, um, like the screen turned off and then I guess it somehow killed the noise. So I'll just keep, make sure my screen stays on. Oh, my apologies. Yeah. Oh no, that's okay. Um, huh. I'm writing down this time signature cause I may just try to splice it together. Yeah. I um, apologize. Yeah. No, don't apologize. You know what? I am such a chill calm like anything goes let's just live our lives person <laughs> let's just flow let's just <clears throat> move let's into just this timeline yes yeah and so I was actually it's so funny because we've talked about this before about how I I'm in I'm one of the people that runs in the opposite day cycle so mm -hmm. that I'm available when I'm needed you know and so um I really, and, and I talked to a few different people who have these frequent timeline shifts, um, especially these big moments like this, where it's like a big collective jump to something new. Uh, it's like I have jet lag. When that timeline sh line shift happens and I'm actively engaged in it and assisting in whatever ways I am, um, I, I get like uh, this period of jet lag uh, is what it feels like. So it's like time travel lag or something. Time jumping. I have a jumping lag. But, a jump but, lag. But then as soon as I come, as soon as the thing, like there's always like this release of energy when the thing that we've all been collectively trying to bring in arrives and there's this energy rush and you just want to fly around the room. It's like absolutely fantastic. I feel like it's weird because like I almost feel insane, but I'm I'm not like I'm very clear headed. It just feels like things are turned up to I would say an 11, but that's too linear. Like it feels just multidimensionally mm -hmm. like things are amped up and it's it's a lot like this. The Derek Chauvin thing is like you're saying it's this is huge. I, I don't think it can be overstated. Um how big of a deal I feel like this actually is for mm -hmm. the course of history, the course of uh, the age of Aquarius, the course for the spiritual awakening, the course for the history of the United States with respect to its relationship to white supremacy and by POC. Um, I was pulling cards yesterday about this and I pulled cards today about this. And to be honest, like I wasn't optimistic. I was, I was convinced mm -hmm. they were going to do, you know, like a, a lesser charge, like a manslaughter charge, or they were, something was going to happen. Like the judge had made some shitty comment about Maxine Waters, uh, like the, the day before. So I was really holding my yeah. breath. Um, so to see all three counts, uh, come out like that is, is, uh, a mark of something radical and a mark of something very hope inspiring, I think. It is. And it's very, uh, interesting that it is three charges you know yeah the, the, the number three is so present in this um particular instance and moment of jumping to a different timeline where uh more equality it's interesting because my um my reading for the week that i uploaded the syncretic oracle i got um i think she's just called soul oracle but uh it, it's all, it was all about liberation and unity and liberation and unity. And so I really had my fingers crossed, but I also had my breath held like everybody else. Because yeah. of, I think we've been disappointed in these situations over and over and over. And so many times that 
it's really difficult to not be reserved, you know, and not wanting to get your hopes up or downright skeptical or just thinking, oh, they're not going to do shit, you know? I know. It's it's like when you come into that place of wisdom, like I was trying to just come into my own body and just like hold space for whatever was coming. Like I kind of told myself if it's going to go down, I'm going, I'm going to go join the fight. Like I'm there. Mm -hmm. I'm very, I'm very Mm -hmm. arsenal when it comes to matters of social justice. Yes, I know. You're (laughs) you're my, my warrior. (laughs) Like I was just uh, before I, I got on with you, I was on doing a TikTok live and um, somebody came into the chat and they meant well. I could tell that they meant well, but they were like, mm-hmm. not all cops. And I was like, actually, oh, yes, boy. all cops. And really, this isn't <laughs> what you should be. This is not the thing you should be saying at this moment. This is not about them. This yeah. is not this is not a moment for the police. This is a moment for the BIPOC community and, uh, you know, the fight that has been going for so long. So I, I was trying mm-hmm. to not be a total jerk to this person but it was right uh, it was taking some level of restraint to not just like go bananas yeah it it is extremely difficult these days it's kind of funny because I had a I had an opportunity I wouldn't really call it an opportunity I would call it more like uh, a long-standing sense of obligation that I think I needed to be free from but on the surface, it looked like an opportunity because I was going to uh, be interviewed for another special about my friend who was murdered 14 years ago. Ooh. And, um, you know, every, at various points along the way, and I guess the person who's in prison uh, has an appeal in. And so I think they're, and plus they're just all desperate for content. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I'd had these really great phone conversations with the producers, which was why I agreed to do it. And then, you know, obviously being on 2020 gives you a certain amount of exposure. And I didn't exactly have a podcast or any of that stuff before. So I was really trying to, um, you know, work my way up to doing it. And I told them I would. And then um, the like the more I, I had an opportunity to go on there and basically flip the script and attempt to change the story by pointing out that now if she had gone missing, cause she, it turned out that she was doing some sex work, mm-hmm. which nobody knew. So that's why it became national news. Cause it's this big juicy, you know, salacious murder scandal. Uh, so I could have gone on there and tried with no guarantee that they weren't going to just edit out 90% of what I said anyway and talked about how if this happened now, it would be a completely different situation. And the media would get so much shit for treating her the way they did and um, all of that. Uh, But I knew what they were going to do with it. And then I I don't know, something happened to me and it was just like, it was like a literal shift between like Sunday and today where I got up this morning and I mean, I was physically ill first of all, because that's never a good sign of your body. Like yeah. puts on you and you're supposed to go do something. Um, Cause I was really struggling with myself, like trying to really be clear if I was reacting out of just sort of like, well, I just don't want to do it. You know what I mean? Or if it was that I was, uh, Dime, like the the new me doesn't fit in this experience anymore is what it what it was and so um i i said no and i didn't go 
and I didn't do it and I'm not gonna and I'm done with that and so that was the other timeline <laughs> that wow. I used to be on you know and so it's just interesting I bet people all over the dang place are going to be experiencing tremendous shifts like that uh, and and momentous things so that they're we're all moving into a healthier, like you said, like this multidimensionally expanded place. Oh, I just had a thought, okay, about the structure of reality and all that, the, the Akasha web matrix, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it, this, when these moments happen, it feels like we've, we've like raised a barn or like we've put in like a steel beam. That's going to be like the foundation of something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To use earth metaphors, but yeah, it's, it's amazing to me how easy it is becoming to rapidly shift and make these time jumps collectively. It's outstanding. It's amazing. Like if you, so as woo, as I am, which is, mm -hmm. you know me, like, pretty, I'm yeah, I talk yeah, we're, galactic we're so dang woo listeners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, like, as if you did not know, um, <clears throat> it's, it's really like last year when I was coming into understanding, um, about like collective consciousness, about the ability to create reality with our consciousness, about the, um, you know, the whole concept behind manifestation, um, I remember mm -hmm. calling into um, Synchronicity, Noah Lampert's podcast. And I, in my first, I think one of my first questions was like, how do we do this as a group? Like, mm -hmm. cool, I can manifest a car. I can manifest right. money or whatever. How about we manifest a way out of climate change? <laughs> how about we yep. collectively manifest an end to white supremacy? And he was really like sweet about it. He was like, I uh -huh. hear you, but probably you should start with you first. And he was yeah. right. <laughs> To a right. point, he was correct. Like I had to, you know, you have yeah. to figure out what you want and have be, that be in alignment with the, with the collective, have that be in alignment with the highest good of the collective. Mm -hmm. And I think the more people have been waking up, especially over 2020, um, it, it happens exponentially. So, so as one person wakes right. up, two people wake up, four people wake up, eight people, et cetera, et cetera. And that has energetic momentum to shift the fabric of, of reality, which is happening mm -hmm. right now. I, I'm not one of those like love and lighters that thinks, oh, this is that that's it. We've hit the pinnacle. Like we're good now. Like this is just the Oh beginning. no, it's a, it's another step. It's just the beginning. Exactly. It is the beginning. And that's I think that um you know, that can be a scary notion for some people. And so that's probably why they resist it and don't want to see that there's there's, you know, we're going through a process. This isn't like some you know easy uh packaged thing that we just pull out of the box and go boom here's the new world right <laughs> like there's a there's a process like anything else and, and um, this is like why shadow work is so like i shadow work has become almost like a buzzword now and that mm -hmm. I, I have feelings about that but in general we're doing shadow work for this reason we're doing yes. shadow work so we can get more guilty verdicts for people who are actual criminals instead of people who mm -hmm. are just being pulled off the street to like, you know, fulfill the needs of uh, for-profit prisons. It's, yeah, it's, uh, oh, lost my train of thought. 
Sorry, I got excited, Andrea. You're you're making. Oh no, me... that's okay. No, Pumped. that's okay. You were that. We're all there. We're talking about because this is really exciting. <laughs> it's because so much of it is connected, but it it creates this you know new framework for the for like you're saying for the right people being held accountable by doing uh, our own work and looking at our own warts. You know, like yes. not being afraid to look inside at the dark parts of ourselves, the ways in which we behave not in alignment with our highest self I'm really trying to get away from hierarchical language and I know you kind of feel the same way like the the quantitative thing of you know one person being like more or less than someone else but just um the uh being if this is so funny our energy is like all over the place goofy and it's wonderful but um <laughs> being <laughs> being able to have um that collective uh it's a lightness of being it's like keeping all those dark parts of yourself hidden from yourself not being able to look at things that you've done that maybe you know you didn't um act it with your highest self you weren't acting from a high vibe you weren't um acting from a place of collective good uh then it allows that to like it's they're all blocks and so if you have a world that is mostly covered with people who just ignore and um gaslight themselves out of even recognizing what they do to um it impede their own progress slow their own growth uh prevent their own healing by projecting everything they're unhappy with out onto the world because then we just keep creating more of the same shit 100%. And it's also taking accountability for the fact that if we don't identify and transmute the shadow of the stuff, I, I'm speaking as a white person now, the stuff right. that we do that um, feeds oppressive systems. So mm -hmm. say somebody uh, comes up to me and they're white and they're like, well, I'm not racist, but they were raised in the United States, neglecting to investigate that deeper to discover mm -hmm. that more than likely you actually are, do have racist programming because that's just how the system f works here. Mm -hmm. You are holding back your healing and you are holding back the healing of the collective. So when we do shadow work, it, it is deeply personal because we're, we're addressing our own trauma. We're addressing our own wounding, but be, we're a grid. We're, we're a network of, of, of mm -hmm. a tapestry of, of life force. So each time we do that, it uplifts the collective and continues to take one step um, or we continue to take one step closer to, um, I don't want to say utopia. I feel like utopia fills people with false hope, but just a better world, like uh, one yeah. that doesn't run off, off of, um, fear and depression. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I, in the beginning, I mentioned, um, liberation and unity that like, that is what is coming in is liberation and uni unity and, and the true meaning of those words. It's really interesting because, um, Oscar, uh, through Jessica and then of course Jessica like I feel like they're a duo you know what I mean <laughs> so I never want to give one of them credit they both serve credit for the brilliance that comes out of Jessica's mouth um, for Oscar but uh, they um, we, we were talking about um, one of the things he said was that uh, when a symbol when we forget the meaning of a symbol that doesn't change its meaning so um, mm. we've and then we also talked about consensual reality versus manipulative reality, the concept of, you know, collective creation. 
And so I, I feel like this is a really great example of what consensual reality looks like versus manipulative reality. And the, the thing that allows manipulative reality is that, um, you know, all those things that we don't want to see in ourselves, um, then that allows, you know, a, a different scenario, a different game to be created. And it's so funny because there was another Freaky Friday thing this morning before the Derek Chauvin thing came out because I saw this article on, of all places, Fox News, <laughs> where they were talking about how mean the cops are being. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. And, and that, you know, all these stories about how they were, you know, racist and hateful to these different what? journalists and like pick. Yes. I thought I was imagining things. Seriously. I had to go I... look and make sure it wasn't fake. Love this timeline. I yes. am here mm-hmm. for this timeline. Like I am so here for like even oppressive like organizations like Fox yeah. News or like like if they yeah. start spouting the right shit, all right, good. Yep. Yes. Yep. We've been Great. saying this the whole time. What? But welcome to the team. Like welcome yep. to Team Ascension. I am here for that. That's wild, Andrea. That that gives it, me uh, no small amount of of something. Some some juice. Some happy juice. Yeah. I, it did me as well, and it all and it also reminded me. Um, a lot of what Jessa was talking about back in October-ish, I think, where she said, uh, you you may wind up loving people you thought you hated and that, like that these that things were going to be all topsy-turvy like this and people were going to start shifting that we would have and organizations like you're talking about and governments shifting in ways that we in the past would have thought would take, you know, decades to happen. Yeah, everything is speeding up. And like, I feel like when I say that to people, like if I'm doing a live or just even in conversation, there's like a fear kind of attached. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. the end of like, so the end of the world is because we all have that sort of, oh, not all of us, but a lot of people I talk to, particularly because they've had like a, a traumatic religious upbringing, have that mm-hmm. sort of doomsday clock ticking in the back of their head, like at all time. So when you hear time is speeding up, I think that can sometimes trigger almost like a fight or flight of like, oh no, like the end is coming. But the mm-hmm. thing is, the end is always coming. The end is always the end. Like everything is always beginning and ending all the time. Mm-hmm. When if manifestations start speeding up, that includes joy. That includes justice. That includes all the good stuff too. The good and the bad, uh, the qualified, they're one and the same. So mm-hmm. it, it's everything is speeding up, including the joy of manifestation, including the joy of finding human connection with people that maybe you never thought in a million years you would have, especially after this huge split that happened in 2020 with the election where people yeah. were losing family members and coworkers to propaganda and brainwashing. My sense is that a lot of those folks who are kind of swallowed by that vortex of like scary, fearful based energy are going to start finding their way out of it. And I sincerely hope that we can hold space for them while we do that. Cause a lot of us are really pissed off. Right. <laughs> that, that, that they yeah. like, you know, kind of contributed to that energy. But um, I, I, for one, am very, very open to holding space for people who are coming out of that. That's wonderful and so well said. And I totally agree. And I mean, you know me, I'm like, that's kind of my shtick. I'm the um, earth mother, everybody's auntie, unconditional love bubble over here. Uh, (laughs) And not because I think that's everyone's answer 
or everyone's modality, but that is my nature and how I best serve humanity is to, as much as I can, love everybody, especially the people that, you know, I wish they would move, like my neighbor across the street. (laughs) (laughs) I could love him from a little farther away, but, um, you know, (laughs) I, I definitely hold the space for him to have a change of heart about some things. So, and I, and I have so much compassion and I, I totally understand how and why people feel the way they do, you know, that are, yeah. um, cannot see the harm that we've been doing as, uh, white people, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, back to the shadow work. Yeah. I, I had to admit to myself when, and I mean, bless his family and it's going to make me cry, but, um, George Floyd's murder um, and all that came from that was my catalyst to get on the mic and start talking about things because I felt like, okay, well, obviously a lot of really hateful, um, you know, quote unquote Karens are out there mm-hmm. talking about bad things and, and you, you have, you need to use your voice to start saying something different. And so that was kind of how, this all started for me is that I just I knew that being silent was no longer an option and that my silence was complicity um that my my inaction was harmful action and that uh there were so many ways in which my upbringing in spite of my grandmother, that was the crazy thing. Like I grew up in like a very pro civil rights household, super democratic, all of that. But, but, but I would still get like, you know, the racist crap in there too. And, and Mm -hmm. as I started really examining that, it was, um, you know, I felt shame and I'm glad I did because it helped me understand, uh, how deep this goes and how even the most, you know, the it's used to death and almost like an insult now, but even the most woke person, if you're white and you grew up in this country mm-hmm. <laughs> and the lot, you know, and the older you are, the more you have been conditioned by benefited from um, stolen from, you know, all, like you said, by POC, and um, we definitely need to face that. And I sure hope this is the beginning of that. Well, good for you for stepping up. Like that's a you know I know that um, like there's this book that I tell all my white friends to read, and, and my uh, viewers on TikTok too. I'm, I'm actually probably I think tonight would be a good night to start reading yeah. the the writing prompts. So we're, I'm going to go through all 28 with the people that that come to those lives as a challenge, uh, because a, a lot of them I'm sure are fantastic people, but a lot of them don't understand the depths to which the programming is in them. I, even as somebody who tries to practice anti-racism as often as, as I can think of it, which is mm-hmm. you know, daily at this point, I, right. I did the writing prompts in that book. And I was also pretty ashamed and stricken by some of the stuff that I hadn't even looked at or didn't think to look at because it doesn't, it, it's not on my radar because of how the system is set up. And um, it's the shame bit. It's like, 
shame, I, I think I've said this before, maybe on other podcasts, but like shame and guilt, while they are kind of garbage as far as emotions, they're very dense, they're, they're very harmful when they, they're engaged for too long. They're, they're an alarm clock. Like yeah. it's, that, it's that moment where you're like, oh shit, maybe I should uh, probably <laughs> do something about that or apologize or, or offer remorse or change something that I'm doing. The thing is like you don't let an alarm clock go off for longer than a few seconds because it would drive you insane. So right. shame and guilt are also like not the enemy. Like none of these heavier emotions are bad. It's just the amount of energy that we feed them. It's like, cool, feel that little moment, that pinprick of, oh shit, oh shit, I'm really uncomfortable. Then talk to it. Use the divine masculine that's coming in right now. You channel the divine feminine to receive the divine masculine and work it out in a wise way where you can do something productive that is helpful and healing for you and the benefit of everybody else as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've been Those on like are a amazing so- examples. Uh, you'll have to let me know exactly. I mean, granted, this is going to come out like after this one, but uh, you'll have to let me know um, what time that is, and I'll put it on my story on Instagram and drive some traffic there. Yeah, one hundred. Um, because I think that yeah, that that would be great. And and actually, um, uh, in the future. That would be, that would be such a cool, you know what? (laughs) Here I am giving you work to do, (laughs) (laughs) but that would be such a great concept for a podcast for you to do like one prompt a week and maybe have a guest on to talk about that prompt and, um, challenge other people to, you know, really examine themselves that way. Yeah, this is now like maybe the like 10th or 11th ping from the universe that I actually need to do a pod. I'm going to do a podcast. I was going to start one uh, next month based off of like just spiritual experiences I've had. Like I have a lot of friends who who treat me like a storyteller. Like I don't think I realize I'm a storyteller until I have people reflect that back at me Mm -hmm. um but it might be good to do like a second podcast where if any money gets made from something i do like that it would just go directly to like the bail fund or yeah um, you know something like that so it's not a terrible idea um but just for anyone listening you can get this book for i think it's only like a dollar on amazon uh but it's called me and white supremacy me Uh, and white supremacy i'll make sure it's in the notes yeah, it's a 28-day um, journal prompt. So the idea is that you, once a day, um, read the prompt, read what she's saying, and then it asks you a bunch of questions that she invites you to, like, honestly write down the answer. You're going to feel cringy. She even says in the introduction, like, I did not write this to give white people a, a gold medal. You don't get a cookie for even yeah. doing this work. <laughs> this is required reading. This is stuff you yeah. should be doing all the time. So it's not there to make white people comfortable. It is there to help you with your own um, healing and your own ascension and, and help the collective that we have taken so much from. So highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, I will put that in the notes because I really, I want people to be examining this more because look how far we've come in such a short time, really. Yeah. Especially recently. Uh, it's like being shot of a cannon. I know um, we uh, like the, community as a whole has just been going through such an accelerated quickening of downloads and activations and light codes and and you are just killing it on the tiktok thanks for um (laughs) 
like I knew I would show up on there eventually just to use some of the tools. And because I do not want to be the person that like in, cause in 2009, I was like, Oh, Facebook's kind of cool. You know, like I don't, I'm always <laughs> like the late adopter <laughs> for, <laughs> of everything. And not because I'm like anti-technology or whatever. It's just like, I think there's, there's something about me being more um, interested in, music and being so much of a Taurus and really focused on um, that kind of stuff that it's like I don't I don't uh, get drawn into that stuff so much um, as quickly but I'm working on that because I know some of it comes from my lack programming from growing up because like I think we had the first time I probably had a color tv with an actual remote was when I bought one when I was in high school. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, we had like a black and white TV with knobs. But I mean, I was very grateful for that. It was just always kind of like, so that programming of use it until it's like falling to pieces and duct taped <laughs> is like really strong in me. So I try to fight that. But um, uh, at any rate, um, I know that uh, you have all kinds of amazing stuff going on for you. And um, I want to hear all about that. So you've been channeling, you've been doing guide readings. Yeah. So and it's it's funny you bring up TikTok. So I'm actually really mad at TikTok at this very moment. They have shadow banned three pieces of content that I've made today about George oh, Floyd. Uh, this is this is something that everybody should know about TikTok because I love out of all the social media apps. TikTok mm -hmm. is what's up. It is um, absolutely brilliantly constructed so that it figures you out really fast. Like it figures out what you like yeah. and you find all these like-minded communities. So within about like five minutes, it knew I was queer. It knew I was into kink. It knew I was witchy. It knew I was into spiritual stuff. It figured, it just figures it out. So when it comes to the spiritual awakening, when it comes to the Ascension, if you want, if you're into the Ascension uh, motif, it's helping like it is a tool it is a social mm -hmm. media tool that is helping engineer this awakening that we're having in a and the creative way. expansion from their yes. just their tools on there is like crazy what you can do on there it's amazing it really. outstanding but there are two things that you should be aware of one is that it feasts off your dopamine receptors. Uh, dopamine mm -hmm. is the you know neurotransmitter that gets released when you get a reward or when you're anticipating something new. And every 15 to 60 seconds, if you get on a scrolling <laughs> thing with TikTok, you're getting those neuroreceptors blown to smithereens. So do be careful if you have like an addictive sort of ten. Like we all kind of do, but if that's something, scrolling is a problem. TikTok is something you're going to want to set a timer for. The mm -hmm. other is that it does very specifically target queer, trans, BIPOC creators and will shadow ban or remove accounts without explanation very quickly. So it's, there's, you know, it's yeah. a this and that, right? Like it's a, it's a right. wonderful tool. So it's, it's, they also me. do that with, um, fat acceptance and body positivity. Yes. Uh, they, because I've noticed that a lot. They they pegged me for that. And it's really funny because I don't know that I ever said anything. But at any rate, if you're right, it figures you out in the creepiest way. And yeah. um, but also in the best way. And so yeah, I've I've seen a lot of different people getting um, you know, banned or getting content taken down that's, you know, ridiculous. There's yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. So, yeah, I, I would say for anyone getting into it, be mindful, but it is also fantastic. So, yeah, I, I'm super into TikTok. I do these from Tuesday through Friday. I've started doing these Zodiac um, tarot readings and mm -hmm. they get I get really spicy with it. Like, it's so funny because when I'm doing one on one readings, it's it's a very different tone 
but I mm-hmm. think because I'm speaking generally, I can, I can pick on people a little bit more. So it's, it's, uh, those are really fun. <laughs> Um, I am channeling, I, I have a Patreon that has blown up a little bit over the past couple months since going on TikTok where, um, every Sunday I call in my galactic friends of which there, there are many at this point. I, I have a, like a family that I feel like has sort of found me since 2020, um, varying from the Lyrans or the Lyrans. I never pronounce it right. Uh, I had an Arcturian fellow show up, uh, a couple weeks ago. That was an absolute delight. Um, my Syrian guides are very near and dear to me. So there's like this whole collection of, of, uh, galactic family that I have gotten to know. Um, and then I have my personal readings that I do, which is kind of over the phone. Uh, the most popular of which really seems to be the get to know your guide readings. And those are popular for me too, because I get this like voyeuristic, uh, sent this thing to like I get to see who y'all are working with and it's amazing like you guys yeah, are surrounded like so much fun <laughs> such incredible beings like these astral beings these fae the, uh, the, the your higher selves are all wicked cool like it's it's just uh it's it's a delight <laughs> um so yeah and and it's it's kind of rad because like I get to channel in one day, you know, maybe I'll channel with someone's higher self. I'll channel a, a mermaid. I'll channel with Hikate. I'll ch- it's just, they're all, mm-hmm. the line is hot. Like they, they know we're listening. They know that we're reaching out to them. So they're eager um, to make contact. So I've been trying to also kind of educate people on how to um, do it themselves, like how to not necessarily mm-hmm. have to use a reader, but to trust their own channel. Cause we all have one. Yeah. Um, so I am actually, uh, in the next couple of months going to be structuring a mentorship program because I've been asked by a lot of people, a very surprising amount of people in a short amount of time to do that, um, to kind of help people feel more confident in their own practice. So I'm really excited to launch that. That's fantastic. I love that. I, I think, and you're absolutely right because the guides thing, like I can remember being a little kid cause I'm one of those weird star seeds that was fortunate to, although I had this big epiphany today about how, whether you knew from the moment you were born and you heard it in your household or you grew up without it, I have noticed this pattern where we all tend to go through the same phases and uh, places on this journey. It's really interesting. But at any rate, uh, I w- that was the thing. I was forever asking my grandma about my guides or um, – you know, wanting more information about that or wanting validation of things I was seeing and hearing. Um, But I think that, you know, it's just, we've been so programmed and especially people who are newer to all of this, we've been so programmed that that's all not real and that's, or, or they're, you know, they're just ghosts or, you know, there's been a lot of gaslighting and minimizing um, of, of how, how present they are and your patreon is awesome i'm i'm a member and i can um vouch for that listeners i i look forward to every piece of content or guidance that i get from nimway and there i mean we had that really interesting time period of like super mega magic in in September and October with all the ravens remember yes <laughs> and um that was like all of all of that everything that you were doing that experience with you the way we all connected as a group in those uh lives and um everything from the patreon really helped me 
um, get through some difficult times. Oh, and as far as getting readings from her people, you should, you need to do, do it. Cause, um, she is, especially if you're struggling with something because she is, uh, fantastic. It, it's like the information just comes to you so fast. And remember when you were, it was just like a spontaneous live kind of thing. I think, and I was asking about um, that job that I was having to apply for. I was worrying about getting it. Um, and you were like, you you kind of looked and you're like, uh, well, yeah, but no, but message me. And so I never actually got to talk to you about it. But what kind of wound up happening with that is I did get hired. I did the training for the job. And then I immediately, real, which I got paid for, thankfully, because it was like teletraining, but and then I immediately realized that being my mom's um, paid, you, you know, uh, family caregiver was uh, not at all going to help me because they weren't going to pay me to do any of the things for her that she needs me to do. Like all the stuff that the housekeeper uh, person doesn't do, you know. And so I actually wound up and so it was it was the beginning of this stage of continual things where I have had to choose myself. Mm -hmm. So I chose myself instead of selling my soul for that hundred bucks a week or whatever it is they were going to pay me minimum wage, you know, um, just so I had some money coming in and then go pretend I'm doing stuff over there. Uh, I like, I just went, no, this is ridiculous. Why would I do this? My time is worth more than this. I'm going to help my mom no matter what. And so there's no reason I need to make my life harder right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, that, and that began a series of dominoes, which involved uh, continuing to choose myself in situations where going back to a place of, you know, codependent victimhood would have been very easy. Like, oh, well, now I, you know, now I need to do all these things. So no more cards and podcasts and having a life for me. <laughs> right. I remember that. And I, I remember there was, there, there was such, um, to me that felt like interesting timing in my connection with you, because I associate you with like the Empress card. Like I associate you so much with Gaia, divine feminine energy. And Aww. right when those readings were starting to pop off, that was like a surge of the divine feminine coming in. So mm -hmm. I felt like it was very good timing. Like, how you and I started to sync up and, and with the flow of that energy. Um, and I'm, I'm really glad that you were able to make that decision for yourself because those aren't easy decisions to make all the time. And I feel like society is set up to make you feel guilty, you know, mm -hmm. and, and you should do that. And it's like, no, though, that's not, that's not, I can still be loving. I can still be a good caregiver and a good person and not sacrifice all this stuff just to you know, again, I guess a freaking measly hundred bucks. So I can't believe they were going to give you that raw deal. Oh That's yeah. Insane. It was like, it was like 12 something an hour. What? Is what they, the yeah. F what and, the and F you know, that's an interesting point because so many of the people who work in nursing homes and long-term care facilities or as home, home caregivers, they're only getting paid freaking minimum wage. If you're a CNA, you might get a few dollars more an hour. And, and oh. like a CNA is a certified nursing assistant is like a two year degree, I think. So um, it's it, there. There have been, a, uh, you know, a lot of people who are like kind of, well, how could they not go get vaccinated? How could they not do this or that? And it's like, you know what? 
they probably can't afford to miss a day of work. You know what I mean? They can't afford, even if the vaccinations come to them at the facility, they cannot afford to go be sick for a couple days, Mm -hmm. you know, or whatever after having to take it. And so then they get, you know, stuck in this, uh, this kind of cycle where financially they just can't help it. And so that's one of those examples where we just need to just give people a break, man. You have no idea. However you choose to judge someone, um, you have no idea what's going on on their side of things. You know? Zero idea. And and this is a little bit of a segue for me to get really excited about the end of capitalism. Dare I, dare <laughs> I put that up? Yes. So mm-hmm. I remember making a TikTok a couple months ago when I heard about the GME thing, or maybe it was a month ago. I, time is mm-hmm. irrelevant. Um, but mm-hmm. you know about the the GME like Reddit stock market thing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. GameStop and um, GameStop, yes, a, yeah, and AMC, and then also um, which didn't work, but uh, and then Dogecoin. And Doge, I Doge. I don't. I don't. I'm not a financial advisor, so I'm not going to tell y'all what to do. But when yeah, I, I came either. back from vacation, I came back from Arizona a couple of days ago, and I just casually looked at my. I had, it's the uh-huh. app I use is called Voyager. I hadn't checked Doge uh-huh. in a while. I have a very small amount invested in Doge as just a, for fun, and yep. I saw what was in front of me. I was like, "What? Uh-huh. What? Like?" So if we are jumping timelines as fast as we seem to be, I, I, I am just so excited. I'm so excited to be jumping on the timeline where we just have money. We don't right. have to, we just have it. Like that's the thing with like Dogecoin. Like I was hanging out with Zach and Zach and I look at each other and we're like, that's literally just, that's it. Like that's what we're doing. That is mm-hmm. we have money because, because everyone should have money because. Uh-huh. We should have the right to the life we want because we are in it. And I see what's happening with this. It's class warfare. Like, I'll I'll be real. At least it's going on with the stock market. Like, these are billionaires against the the little guy. And Mm -hmm. so far, and I think this, there has been news coming out to suggest otherwise. So far, it's been mostly bloodless. Uh, But somebody did go missing recently who um, was a whistleblower about Deutsche Bank, uh, I found out last night. So these guys are, are, to a certain extent, like knowing that they're scared enough to utilize tactics like that makes me feel good. Not that I think anybody should sacrifice themselves mm-hmm. or, or be made a martyr of in, in this kind of stuff. But um, mm-hmm. we got them on the run, Andrea. I, I, I really do. do believe this. We have things changing. Um, here's another example of this massive timeline jump that we're having right now in this portal that we're in this week and for the next several thousand years um <laughs> you know few few millennia no big deal um but i i have a, a partner who's in another country and that country at one point was on the muslim ban list and then um you know they came off that list and then i was just getting to the point where i'm like all right, well, it's going to take a while for him to get a visa to come visit here. That's for sure. So I'm going to be brave and, you know, go do this adventure thing, keeping in mind how to keep myself safe. And then I'll pretty much just be like going there to see him, not like sightsee. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it is the middle of a frigging pandemic. I realize that. And I realize I'm, you know, kidnappable but um (laughs) but uh 
I I saw the article. Yeah, I saw a story yesterday about how this the and this it should be this way. It kind of should have been that way all along, but it also had hints of another way of you know class warfare, Muslim banning. Like we're gonna ban your countries because you have too much COVID because we won't give you vaccines because we're greedy fuckers. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, so I was like I was last night I really got in like I just sat with the feeling of you know, well, what if that does happen? What are you going to do? Blah, 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 blah. But basically they're going with the CDC guidelines finally at the state department and putting like 80% of countries on the do not travel their list. Uh-huh. Um, and so I fully expected that my country of interest would be on that list just because even though they didn't have very much COVID, you know, and so I, I just, you know, I allowed myself to feel the momentary disappointment, fear about it. And then um, I settled into, all right, well, this is not how it's going to be. And these things are going to shift and get better faster than I could imagine. And nothing is going to impede my travel. And then as soon as the list came out today, um, I can still go there. Yay! Yay! That's so awesome! (laughs) Oh my so, god! See, guys, this stuff actually works, though. <laughs> like, it really does. It and actually it, and, but, does. And one of the keys, like, it's it's a very delicate thing to me. It almost, and of course, I'm just you know, like you said, gentle Earth Mother, but it reminds me of like a balloon or a feather that you're trying to keep in the air, and it's a gentle thing. It's not a so much of a fierce thing as it is a gentle loving thing where you're like you don't want to push reach you know grab too hard for the thing because then you're going to push it away and likewise you know you don't want to um uh like not be proactive in being part of a a drawing that to yourself so it's just kind of like keeping that little floaty floaty dream in the air and bringing it to you I agree with you a hundred percent. Like I was talking about uh, manifestation to a group that I talked to on Facebook. They're, they're, they're kind of like my, my bitches and um, several folks in the community and just elsewhere are really struggling right now, like in the karmic washing machine or just um, really experiencing the effects of being traumatized from 2020. I think it's, it's yeah. set, setting in, right? Like a lot of my friends are like, I don't know why I'm so depressed. I'm like, you know, yeah, like, we talked like, about that one day. Remember I was yeah. like, Hey, give yourself a break, man. Cause you're probably just now feeling it. Yeah. Like a lot of my, I realized that I was becoming agoraphobic recently because of having to hide from people who don't wear masks and like, you know, knowing uh-huh. it's that. So, um, but they were asking, you know, what are, what are some tips that you use? Because in general, I don't have a whole lot to complain about. I definitely go through my cycles of ups and downs. I definitely have my, like that moon in Virgo that hit earlier this year, just like wrecked me for a solid month. I did so much shadow work in that month. I didn't, it was ridiculous. Uh, in general, the way that I like to manifest is very, very, I, I, I like to say full of grace. Like it's mostly just embodying the feeling of gratitude. Yes. Um, so like one of my favorite new methods is because I, my, um, my energy levels haven't let me sit in, in meditation as much as I would really prefer to because meditation really does help my channel stay clear. But mm-hmm. I'll go to sleep saying thank you for um, everything that's coming. Thank you so much for the people that you're about to send into my life. Thank you so much for the money that's coming in and the clients and the experiences. Like, I am just so grateful. And I try not to be much more specific than that. 
And it seems to have, like, there are things popping into my life right now, like kind of an interesting echo of last year. I don't know if you're feeling this, but I feel like we are in a mirror event where like around this time last year, I feel like was when BLM, uh, like the protests went crazy, like, you know, things were burning and Mm -hmm. uh, rightfully so in my opinion, but like things were going, and so now we have this George Floyd verdict coming out the other side. Uh-huh. And, and there's, there, if we're lighting any fires tonight, they're fires of hope. You know what I mean? Yep. Absolutely. So it's, um, it can take a while for some of these manifestations to come. Like, I think, uh, another thing that I like to remind myself is to not manifest from a place of fear. Mm-hmm. So say yeah. that I'm struggling financially. If I try to manifest from a fearful place of lack, like it's going to be that much trickier to let that abundance sort of flow versus coming from a place of calm or gratitude or just, you know, humility is another good one. Mm-hmm. I think um, it is. It really is. I totally agree with everything you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the, the hard part of manifestation is realizing that this is fun. Like this is a game and it's yeah. light. It is what it is literally light. Like it is actual light that you are manipulating and bringing into yourself. Oscar said something that I need to tell you because it totally applies to what we're talking about. Part of what I told Jessica was that they removed my Buddha blocker (laughs) 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 because it was like the thing that was preventing me from having that feeling of peace and gratitude, like no matter what's happening Mm -hmm. around me, you know what I mean? Like, it's not that I'm not feeling my life. It's not like bypassing it, but, um, what did he say? He said, uh, your Buddha blocker, uh, Buddha blocker. Isn't that great? My Buddha blockers. Um, God, he said so much stuff. I have like six pages of notes from that. Um, but what he said is any conscious entity is an artist and Ooh. that the universe is the art medium. Um, so we, cause I was talking about, um, something that I had seen on one of my visits to Mintaka and they showed me, and I've been seeing a lot of these images of, uh, act like you are the art, like you, part of your energy becomes the thing. And then the people there, you know, they're like, today I'm a, um, a humanoid being and, um, but now I feel like being a hummingbird. So I'm going to go do that. Mm-hmm. Um, like <laughs> Complete art. So like their art that they created was reality. And so that's how that came up when he was talking about it. And um, part of what I, I said is, and he, was that I just, ever since this happened to me, <laughs> I feel just sort of like um, a little psychedelic and blissful all the time. And he said, uh, reality is psychedelic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that embodiment means energy expansion. So it's like, you know, everything you're saying ties in with that. And one of the things that really helped me, um, along with everything that you said, I, that's great that you're going to um, start teaching that because I think people need that help. And it's, it's difficult to do any, like, I think that's the thing people forget that if like, if you're all stressed out, if you've already had like one of those mornings where the coffee spilled on the floor, then the cat vomited and then like you broke a dish and just all these things keep happening. 
that is not the time to like sit down and start the great American novel, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And so manifesting is the same way. And so if you're like fearful and freaked out and, oh my gosh, what is happening in the world? And I have to fix this thing. It makes it very difficult to be clear and focused enough to even attempt to have the, the clarity of what you want. Um, the gratitude and the peace to get it but um, spending money on myself that has just so you know like she pounds that in to Mm -hmm. all of all of those of us who met through um, her wonderful podcasts and community but um, the and the other uh, thing that I heard uh, I was listening to a very like one of those you know really wealthy but also very um uh he cares about the world, very Aquarian. But what he said is one of the things that he deals he made with himself about money is that he always has like a a money limit. And if it's this amount or less, I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to get it. And I started doing that. And it has relieved so much stress from my life because it was like, why am I spending this 30 seconds when I'm putting my online grocery order in deciding whether I'm going to get the 398, you know, <laughs> loaf of mm-hmm. bread or the 279 or whatever, you know, like what am I getting out of that? And so that yes. is that lack thing. And then also just spending some damn money on myself. I think especially people who have kids, like it is so hard uh, sometimes to not just always be sacrificing. It is. It's and again comes back to that societal expectation, especially mm-hmm. for mothers, especially mm-hmm. for women, like that you're supposed to sacrifice. The whole boomer idea that you must suffer to grow is apparently bullshit. If yeah. if you yeah. don't want pull to. yourself up by your bootstraps, bootstraps, bootstraps. Mm-hmm. That's not what's, <laughs> that's not what's like recovering from a trauma over and over and over again. That is not like working from a traumatized state is not courage. It's it's mm-hmm. survivalism, and which has its own kind of strength. But like Jesus. What you're saying about spending money on yourself, I remember when I started to practice this last year and it mm-hmm. felt it felt terrifying. I have been yeah. scarcity programming my entire life. And it's weird because like I grew up in money. Like I, I my parents were very wealthy. I was private schooled my whole life. I you can see my house like on a hill off the five freeway. It's this giant white monstrosity overlooking the ocean. Like I oh was wow taken so, yeah, care you, of. Mm-hmm. But I had extremely abusive parents who love to use money like a weapon, who love yes. to make me feel guilty for, for being brought up in, in the kind of class that I was. They Every day, they told me how ungrateful I was. There's children starving. Oh. Meanwhile, they're, you know, buying cars. Oh, my cars. God. <laughs> so it was only uh, really when I started listening to Jessa and, and Noah, I'll give them credit where credit's due there. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I started the, these these expansions into abundance mindset, right? And then there's also the, you know, the noise from social media about people who um, are in marginalized communities talking to white practitioners being like, fuck you and your abundance programming, like you guys come from, blah. so it's, it's right. taking all that in and factoring it in, in a way that feels true. And for me, it was baby steps. Like I'd have to like, you know, go to the grocery store and do exactly what you're saying. Like, I, I'm like, uh-huh. just don't, maybe just don't look at the price. And like, if your body says it needs it, just give it to your body and understand this is an energy exchange and it'll come back to you. So starting small, then we did the wish list on the Soberish community for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody, it's still up there. Like, the, I'm just going to leave that up there, I think. And practice receiving, right? I practice a lot of receiving mm-hmm. from that. So a lot of people were extremely kind and sent me decks. Oh, and that's actually really funny. Um, 
just to kind of give a quick example of how manifestation can kind of show up. So when I started my manifestation practice, I was using Neville Goddard's SATs, like the States Akin to Sleep Meditation. And mm -hmm. one of the things I was like, I, what I really wanted, just because it felt good to give to myself, uh, was people mailing me decks. I just thought it would be really nice to receive like a gift in the mail. And mm -hmm. I let it go. And then a, a couple months later, I was doing an online tarot class where somebody started a um, card, like a deck exchange. So all of a sudden I'm getting all these decks mailed to me, the wish list that goes up and there's all these other decks. So that's like an interesting combination of like external to internal, um, asking where it's like, mm -hmm. here's the intention, here's what I want. And then suddenly an, a door opens. Like you say you want a new car. Uh, you're not sure where it's coming from, but suddenly you come across somebody who's just talking on social media, like, Hey, I'm about to have this great deal, but you have to take the action to actually receive it. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I'm kind of on a tangent. Suffice it to say, <laughs> you're spending, <doing> great. <laughs> spending money on yourself is amazing. <clears throat> and now it's gotten, now it's gone from just like little things like going to the grocery store and not worrying as much to taking myself to Sedona a couple times a year, um, mm -hmm. for, for a cleanse for like an energy cleanse. And a year ago, I don't think that ever would have been possible to think about. How would I get that money? What would I do? What if I, would blah, blah, yeah. that, that's, that's just I've not watched your growth in that. I truly have because I, you know, we, that's about when we met was about a yeah. year ago. And I, I remember all of us like being in such a different place with, um, all of this, like with the lack and, 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 and really resisting the idea that, um, that we could, like that it was possible, you know yeah. what I mean? Because everything in our face was telling us the opposite and yep. everything was so crazy, but it was enough of a catalyst to get us there. And no, I'm glad you just talked about all that. Cause it reminds me of one of the things um, I have on my list to do, which is uh, I decided because I realized, Oh, that's like a couple of the podcasts that I listen to that are, they're pretty big. They're like, uh, <clears throat> exclusively on Spotify, that kind of thing. And instead of having like a donation page, um, they have a wish list and people mm -hmm. send them presents. And I was like, oh my God, people love giving presents. Yep. I love giving presents. So that's kind of been my, my thing too, is I want to put some decks on there and, you know, some of the different things that um, I need and um, enjoy using. Please put your wish list up. Yeah. I love when I have a little extra. I love gifting people off their <laughs> wish list. I love it. It scratches <clears throat> an itch for me. It's like it is just so I recommend that to everyone who's listening to this. Yeah. Like if you have a social media or, or any kind of platform, put up that wish list. You'd be very surprised. You'd be mm -hmm. very, very surprised. About well, and what that... I what I've been doing with it, like my intention with it is like, okay, well, I'm gonna put the things on here that I continually think about wanting, you know, or like mm -hmm. I do need it for whatever reason, like, you know, a new oil diffuser because the old one quit working and I can't fix it. Um, and and I'll keep going, well, I don't really need that right now. You know what I mean? Like that yes. lack thing comes in and um, and I mean, sometimes I really don't have it at the moment, but I know I will eventually, but I'm trying to put those things on there that I wrestle with getting for myself. Ooh, another, ooh, another tip that I, I would love to suggest to people as far as like manifesting more abundance for yourself mm -hmm. in a way that's kind of like a hands-off way. 
um, we were talking a little bit about Dogecoin, but investing. So that was something. Yes. I got yeah, I did that year. too. Oh my gosh. Isn't so it awesome? Like it's, okay. Yes. So between really, I think it was Zach and uh, Noah Lampert who got me into the crypto thing. So I was really mm-hmm. skeptical. Again, I was raised financially ignorant. Um, I, yeah. I still, I, I need to go to the bank. I don't have a Roth IRA. I never had a, a, a retirement account or anything like that. I did not start investing into anything until last year. I started with 10 bucks. I threw 10 bucks at Bitcoin when Bitcoin was at like $22,000. And Mm -hmm. every other day or every week, anytime I had an extra 10 to $15, because I was still getting my business off the ground and, you know, the panorama was hitting and there wasn't a lot of money coming in. But I was like, fuck it. Like, this is a really good way to play with abundance Mm -hmm. mindset versus scarcity. And now I have a growing savings account same here from uh, with all and you can the cool thing is you can choose you can decide energetically what companies feel like they deserve your investment you know what i'm saying so like companies that are focused on like cannabis or uh Mm -hmm. uh, i know the green sector took kind of a nosedive with whatever is going on right now however it's a long game it's the long game there are people there's the the wall street bets who like to to yolo everything which i'm i'm (laughs) i sometimes like to do in little amounts i did that with dogecoin for sure but Mm -hmm. investing Mm -hmm. is a wonderful way to see abundance grow without you having to do a damn thing really except just continue to yes it's and then also like donating to other people like i i really feel like like you know if i when i've sent you something or whoever I'm on a live that you know gives me some kind of great guidance uh spontaneously like that I I like to do that and and Patreon it's that's a really good way to like because a lot of that being a patron means that you're supporting that person's artistic effort Mm -hmm. and so uh giving away money in a sense or having that energy exchange um, seems like it seems like the more generous I am, it, just in general with the world, balanced and smart generosity. I mean, you know, I'm not like giving everything away so that we starve or anything, but yep. um, but just even is whatever small amount that you can reward someone for the content or guidance or whatever it is they're doing that they're putting out there for you, like being being their patron and being on the Patreon or sending them, you know, some Venmo or Cash App or whatever they have, it means a lot. And it's also just very encouraging and validating. It uh, is the Andrea, I can't tell every time you have ever sent me anything from one of the, or, or anybody aw. has ever sent me anything from one of those lives. I can't tell you. Like there's not enough words to tell you how much that does actually mean. Um, mm-hmm. even if it's like, you know, there's people that'll occasionally do something cute. They'll send like a dollar and eleven cents on Venmo for something. And that makes my heart expand like a million times. It it's it's mm-hmm. an act of generosity that does then reflect back. Sometimes there's been days where like I'll get a donation off of a live and then I go online and see someone struggling and then your money goes directly to help somebody else. We create a channel. We create this flowing river that Jessica, Jessa, excuse me, talks about where it's just energy. It's we're just moving energy through with loving intent when we do stuff like that. And it does actually create a feedback loop where you're getting something back, sometimes threefold, sometimes tenfold. But mm-hmm. I completely agree with you. The more generous I am and feel, it's a feeling. It's mm-hmm. it's a wanting to give. It's a wanting to be of service. The yeah. more you open for things to be received. I think that's been my experience at least. 
Yeah, I, I think there's a lot to that. And I mean, <clears throat> you know, you could say, I'm sure people could find a million, million examples of the opposite of that. We're like, well, they're assholes and they're, you know, they're rolling in money. For sure. But that's because they're playing a different game and they came into the game with it already most likely set up for them. Yes. You know, they, they didn't have to do anything. They just followed the steps laid out by that that you know collective group of the wealthy yep and that's how i feel like crypto especially and anything can change you know certainly but it, mm -hmm. I, i've been talking to zach about this i'm like we don't even have to fight them we just we just make a better game like yeah fuck that like I, we don't want to play capitalism anymore capitalism is gross capitalism is literally destroying the ecosystem it is taking lives it's making us very sick um and it's hurting our mother it's hurting the earth let's make mm -hmm. a better game. And that's what I think crypto is and what a lot of more sort of socially conscious economic systems are. Like Soberish at this point, the community has its own economy going. Like mm -hmm. we, we have an exchange of, of, flow, an in, of income and flow that has been consistent for almost an entire year. I haven't seen mm -hmm. one person raise their hand and be like, um, I don't know how I feel about this. Everyone is there for it. And mm -hmm. that's how you do it, man. I think that's that's also manifesting abundance as a collective. Like we're not just doing it one-on-one, -on -one, we're doing it as a group. Yeah, I completely agree. And um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm getting froggy. No uh, worries, throat chakra. Yeah, my um, my son, I had, it's very dry here, but my son had strep. And so oh, no. I am doing this interesting experience today where I'm not, I'm not fighting it. I am harmonizing with it. I had this interesting theory based on something he said to me. This is my oldest. He's in the conservation corps right now. And so that's kind of how he wound up getting strep because they were mm -hmm. camping out in a desert canyon for four days uh, the week before. And uh, so anyway, he, he said, you know, I saw the most interesting thing about the streptococcus uh, bacteria that it's actually not the bacteria that makes you sick. It's like a poison it releases when it feels threatened. What? And I was like, oh my gosh. And I actually have another member of the community coming on to a different podcast next week too. We want to talk about our theories about bacteria and viruses and, you know, how, what their energetic existence and purpose might actually be Whoa. so when he told me that i had like this all over like one of those things that was like listen to this it's important what happens to me is it's almost like an easter egg you know the person that's speaking or something will glow really bright and i'm like okay i need to really pay attention to what that was and <laughs> made me feel this way but um it made me have the thought of well <clears throat> i if I'm trying to fight it, then I'm going to make it mad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and give me symptoms. But if I try to uh, acknowledge their presence and observe that they're there, uh, those little bacteria and just leave them alone, they're not going to feel the need to like build up an arsenal to attack me. <laughs> wild that's isn't that wild that's so much to think about it, it's making me yeah. think of okay so my favorite piece of advice from jessa reed and there are many my uh -huh. favorite thing that she's ever said is go limp like yes. when confronted oh, same here you have like, to surrender 
Egg. It's mm-hmm. the, like play possum, play dead. I have used yeah. that piece of advice for when I feel like I'm getting sick, for when I mm-hmm. feel like I'm uh, meeting up with my scarcity programming, for when mm-hmm. my self esteem is low. I just my ego's very loud. I just go limp, harmonize, yeah. like you're saying, and it's a completely different experience <laughs> than it would be if I didn't do that. Yeah, it's it's really wild. I I. Uh... We're definitely figuring something out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, this and... is probably like part of that seven D stuff that that she's been talking oh, about for too, sure. where we're hacking the mm-hmm. body and how it like interacts with all these energies and and different consciousnesses that are yeah. also living in us. Well, yeah, because I mean, if you think about it, based on what Oscar said, they they're they're creating also. Yes, and so we need to figure out how to harmoniously create with things instead of uh adversarially not make it the end like my guides have been very very um <clears throat> critical of me I, and I, I say that they say it with love because my guides are really chill with me sure about not making an enemy out of your body mm-hmm. not making an enemy out of uh things your body does so say that you're having an immune reaction i know you and i both have our have done our dance yes with <laughs> immune yeah. issues and, and all that fun shit um, yes. But when we stop making it an enemy and we start looking at the things that our body does with love or with at least a curiosity um, mm-hmm. and, and a sort of sense of openness, like it changes our relationship to that. Like the 7D download for me is about like when we come back home to our bodies, my Syrian guides talk about coming home all the time. Coming mm-hmm. home is embodying the body come like we spend so much of our lives dissociated via screens and trauma it's amazing that we remember we have a body at all and yes. then we learn to hate it because of you know media especially like i i don't even want to gender it because i think all genders struggle with what they're supposed to look like and how i'm supposed to absolutely. present absolutely and we turn it into a battle and that's so much energy like the amount of energy that we spend hating ourselves what if we mm-hmm. use that for anything else like literally like yeah just like taking care of like you know the, 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 cleaning up trash I was like I don't know it's just amazing how um like when I'm complaining I'm like why am I so tired all the time my guides will be like well where have you been spending all of your energy what what are you thinking about all the time where mm-hmm. because that is that stuff is valuable it's precious where are you sending it and it's usually I've been on social media too long or I've been uh, complaining too much, or just really focusing on those higher density sort of things. And those higher density things, you think of like a black hole, which is like the densest thing in the world. It just sucks the life out of you. It sucks your energy mm-hmm. away. So, and mm-hmm. you know, that's what being awake is or why being awake is awesome because you can start to realize you don't need to do that. That's not an obligation. That's a choice. Yeah. You really do have an option. And mm-hmm. a choice. And it's interesting because I, I listened to uh, Sam Harris. He gets in trouble with different uh, people at different times. But he has also brought meditation and mindfulness to a lot of atheists who probably never would have found it. Mm-hmm. So I do appreciate what he does. And he has some really intelligent, uh, you know, scholars on there that have valuable information but he was talking about like the neurological structure of the brain and um it was very interesting because he talks about how uh that that 
they're actually like free will can't technically exist because you don't know you're going to do something until you do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was like, yep. Huh. <laughs> and so if that's like, if that's true and if we're, we're just kind of, I think consciousness is probably like pulling ourselves out of that mechanism. Yeah. Um, and the mindfulness and raising your vibration is pulling yourself out of that state of just uh random events yeah like where you start to understand like you you become um it's, it's like controlled chaos instead of just chaos chaos <laughs> yeah yeah because it's something i notice about the guides right like they um it depends on where they're from. It kind of depends on what they're trying to say. But when I try to visualize them, like they, they all come in for the most part through my third eye, like through my mind's eye and mm -hmm. they're shape shifters. They, they, they move and kind of like they're, they're chaotic, <laughs> like in a way, uh -huh. but it's, it's controlled chaos, especially, especially the Fae. The Fae are <laughs> wonderful, sacred. I, I adore them. Like I love the Fae. Like I love some of the dearest people in my life. I can't tell you how many, just delicious. Oh my God. Actually, can I, story time. Can I tell you a quick story? Yes. Yes, please. This just happened recently. So I just made, uh, I have permission to tell this story too. I've, I've asked her, but I have a friend, uh, also a client and we did a get to know your guide reading a couple weeks ago. And she was just all Faye. Like it was all Faye all day. She is also, she is Faye. Apparently I'm Faye. We just had a vibe going. So <laughs> that is so cool. It was rad. no surprise to me. <laughs> So one of her guides looked like, like a version of Merlin, kind of like an old wizard, you know, kind of bald head, like long, oh, nice. uh, wispy white beard. And he had like really like knuckly fingers with like long fingernails. It was kind of spooky, but in like a really comforting way. And mm -hmm. he kind of like did a come hither with his, with his pointer finger, like, come here. I was like, oh, uh -huh. oh okay. What you showing me? And, and I see a keyhole. And I paused there because I'm like, wait a minute, like, who's the keyhole for? And he right. kind of just raised his eyebrow at me. And I checked in with my guides before I did this because I knew what he was asking me to do. And I, I was like, all right, I'm good. I'm good. I'm anchored. Let's do this. And I look through the keyhole and I see this. Uh, it was like a castle uh, dining hall. There were all these sconces that were, you know, on fire, like, you know, torches lit. There was feasting and singing and this giant crow or raven here they come again with a crooked uh -huh. crooked crown like the crown was kind of like half on his head and he was <sighs> hop hopping from table to table and i only i think i counted to three because i didn't want to look for too much longer than that because i knew what i was looking uh -huh. into but i looked into the world of fairy dude like i like i when i got off the phone with my client i was weeping because i've never been invited by a fae to travel into that dimension like that before Mm -hmm. Um, and it was just really divine and beautiful, but, um, I, I think the, the crow, the raven was actually my client's higher self, like a version of her higher self that I was looking at just to see how fae she freaking was. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I know we got here by talking about like controlled chaos, but, but that's part <clears> of the reason <throat> I think people are like, be mindful when addressing the fae or working with them because they, their vibration is wild. It's wild mm -hmm. and chaotic, just like the universe is, but there's a love and an openness and expansion and a lack of ego where that isn't a problem. Our ego makes chaos a very serious problem in this, in this particular density. Um, but I think we're yes, learning how to kind of, kind of integrate and work with that as well. You know, be, be friends mm -hmm. with the ego. It's not our enemy. It's just doing its job. 
I agree. I think so. I think we're taking our ego back. Mm -hmm. Reclaim. Um, Because I think, and I understand why we had that programming and why we had that drive. Um, And like ego death is a, is a process and a thing, but it's not like, um, like ego death isn't necessarily the best term for it probably. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we need to be fully integrated. And if, if you're rejecting this entire part of yourself, then, um, you're just not living in harmony, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> if you, if you were telling someone all the time how bad they were and that you wanted to kill them and then they made the wrong choices mm-hmm. <laughs> or made survival choices, like, what do you expect, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, like, I feel like the ego in a lot of cases is just your wounded inner child. Um, yeah. That's a really good way to look at it. I, because it, there's, it's... like, the inner magical child, but then there's also that wounded child. Yeah, like like I had this experience driving back from Sedona this time. Um, I, <laughs> I I had too much caffeine. I had too many stimulants in my system, and apparently that lowers <laughs> my my threshold for um, sensory input. Which this is mm-hmm. a huge revelation for me. But for the first hour of this shadow work, I was like yelling at what I thought was parasitic programming, trying to feast off my fear. Because we can externalize our ego. We can externalize um, our shadow too as like a demon or an egregore or some force, you know, some malevolent force that's draining or feeding off of us, right? Like we're prey. Mm -hmm. And I did that for a while and it was okay, but I wasn't really getting anywhere with it. And then I did some role playing. Um, I was alone in my car for the next six hours. I had time. So I started talking (laughs) to what ended up being a very young version of myself. And I, I, what triggered this whole thing was I was driving on the 40 and it's a two lane highway. And um, if somebody is in the fast lane in the left lane for no reason, I think anyone can agree that's kind of obnoxious, but like I hyper fixate on it to a point of like absurdity. Like I can't stop Uh thinking about it. I keep checking into my rear view mirror and I can't let it go. Uh And so I talked to my child self about this. I was like, what bothers you so much about this? Like what's, what's going on here? And they were like, they're doing it wrong. And I, was like, I was like, wait, what, like, what do you mean they're doing it wrong? Oh, and they were like, funny. no, you're supposed to do it this way. And uh, that conversation ended up being a revelation that I am uh-huh. actually on the Asperger spectrum. Like that, that is ah. not, that, that's an experience that's, that's based on, I've had friends tell me for years, they think I'm on the spectrum and I've never mm-hmm. taken it as seriously as I guess I should have because I didn't want to claim somebody else's ish thing i don't want to call it an issue it's just, right, it's just the way that the right. brain is you wired. don't want to be like oh and now i'm uh taking this label yeah like like reason. it's trendy yeah. because i'm i know i'm neurodivergent yeah. like i'm officially yeah. diagnosed neurodivergent but i didn't realize how on the spectrum i was until i had this conversation with my child self suddenly mm-hmm. after she said that after she was like they're doing it wrong so many things in my life started to make sense about why certain things trigger me. Why do I have to, like, why are certain sounds or certain people, certain things that happen, they, they send me into meltdown mode. And I've always mm-hmm. just judged myself and been like, oh, it's just because you're you're not built for this world or something like that. And it's right, like, no, right. I'm actually, I took a bunch of, t- like, I'm on the Asperger spectrum, like, pretty strongly. And it it, it didn't seem true because 
my emotional intelligence is pretty high. Like I can read a room. I'm the first person to notice if someone's yeah. uncomfortable. I yeah. I know how to emote. But what it turns out is that I learned that from systemic, systematic, systemic, systematic trauma. Uh, I was mm-hmm. I was raised to be a caregiver from a very young age. I had oh. to know how to read a room. I had to know how to pick up on people's shit. Right. And I had to know how to emote and perform and pretend. And it's called masking all the mm-hmm. time. Yep. All the what time. if being somewhat neurodivergent in some way is part of how uh, those of us were able to to be who we are and be in touch with our origins and our our gifts uh, before the age of Aquarius? You know, kind of like building that landing strip for the waves of people coming in. Um, what if? Uh, Oh shoot, where was I going? Um, <laughs> what if it's so funny? Um, what if the um, like the trauma, like we have to have the neurodivergent in some manner um, brain structure that the trauma is required to develop the empathy mm-hmm. and and learning the feelings and the emotions. Hmm. I I think it's potential something i'm going to chew on i i know jessa yeah. has said something along the lines of like people who have um on the autism spectrum or, or uh, adhd or otherwise have like sensory issues mm-hmm. it's not that there's anything wrong with you that th- this yeah. is actually a brain that's set up to process higher dimensional information mm-hmm. so i think that it's like a coping mechanism to yeah. um and and the the effects that we feel or like we feel like we're not enough or we feel like we're not made for the system is because our brains aren't built for a nine to five capitalist reductionist materialist world like that's not what Mm -hmm. we're here for so um, yeah yeah I don't know I I encourage anybody this is something else TikTok has really helped me out a lot about to go all the way full circle back to TikTok Um, (laughs) like autism awareness TikTok and neurodivergent TikTok has changed my life Um, there are things that I never knew much in the way that like soberish and other people in this community have changed my life just by saying something because they aren't afraid to share Mm -hmm. their experience and suddenly all the dominoes just start falling and you're like like for me I just wish I had known sooner because I would have treated myself with so much more kindness I would have been so much better to myself and not put myself in overwhelming situations like I am want to do I would have quit drinking sooner I drank Mm -hmm to deal with the crippling amount. So now that I don't, I haven't had a drink since I think it's been three and a half years. My oh, social anxiety is not as bad. Thank you. Thank you. Best <laughs> advice I've ever made. But also the <clears throat> hardest because I had been drinking for so long mm. that I didn't realize that underneath the alcohol, I'm terrified of talking to people. I'm oh. terrified of talking to people. I'm terrified of them seeing me. I'm terrified of seeing <laughs> them. And that's also something on the Aspie spectrum where it's like, I don't know how to talk to you mm-hmm. anymore. I, I literally remember saying to myself for so many months after I quit drinking, why do I feel autistic? Because I don't know how to talk to people anymore. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to do this. I don't know. I don't know how to read them. I don't know how to read. I don't know how to tell. And that Aww. was because I am actually autistic. Like, you know what I mean? So it's, yeah. sorry, going on another rant and I feel really, really, really terrible. My battery's about to die. Uh, oh, no, no, was... no, 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 no. Uh, we've been on for a long time. This is <laughs> such a beautiful journey and we'll tie it up with a TikTok bow. And I yes. hope that we get to talk again in the future like this because I, any time that we connect, we both seem to 
in collaboration bring in a lot of uh, helpful information and and personal revelations as well. <laughs> um, and plus, it's just so much fun to talk to you. I love you so much, and you're my friend. And thank you very much for coming on the pod. I will put all the information about where you can find Nimue and Femme Fatale Tarot. Uh, that's pretty much your handle just about everywhere, right? Isn't that what it yes. is on TikTok and Instagram and um, Facebook, I think. And then um, also uh, the Patreon, I'll put a link to that for people. Uh, if you're trying to go sign up for Neem Wayne's Patreon, make sure that you do it through a browser because if it's like rated 18 and over, it won't let you do it on a phone app for some reason. Interesting. So I might go ahead and fix that. I, it's a pleasure to talk to you always, Andrea. Like I, <laughs> I love our connections so much. This has been such a delight and such a beautiful um, and historic day um, to be able I to know. converse with you. So thank you so much I for know. having me on. Thank you. And I'll probably try to get this out as soon as possible because it is so timely, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to like put it out there next week. So we'll get that up and going and um, I just love you to pieces and love I you love too. you listeners and uh, we love all our guides and Gaia and just keep going out there and loving people. <laughs> Indeed. Right. Thank you so much. Love you, Andrea. Thank you. Love you too. Bye, honey. <laughs>